though I hadn't heard of that novel yet. He was more like the protagonist of Confessions of Felix Krull, Confidence Man, which Thomas Mann wrote in a burst of playfulness when he was seventy-nine. The scouts this year were a couple. A middle-aged man wearing an ascot greeted me and told me to take a seat at any desk. I had taken a course in modern fiction, intensive readings of To the Lighthouse, followed by A Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man, in this same second-floor room of Bingham Hall, looking out at Wilson Library and the Quad, enclosed by the old oaks and neo-Greeky buildings already described by the great American novelist from my hometown. His wife, the man informed me, was behind that folding screen which had been placed in front of the teacher's desk. So you will have your privacy with her. He wrote my name on a clipboard and said I would be called. I plopped down in a swirl of self-conscious misgivings, unable to notice anything. Other names were called and students shuffled forward, disappeared behind the screen, and then shuffled out another door. By the time my turn came to go behind the screen, my own name sounded as nonsensical as the book title I had typed in boldface on my manila folder. The wife scout sat erect as a martinet in the same swivel chair in which my former professor had swayed and slouched, his cigarette ash lengthening dangerously above his necktie, as he alerted us to the many ways James Joyce was going to employ the words cold, wet, and damp for mood effects. The scout was a chic, formidable number, a little too old for the hair color to be all her own. After she had finished writing something in a notebook, She looked up as if bringing me into existence and asked if I would mind standing on her left while she read my work. No, ma'am, of course not, I said, wondering if there was anything sinister about her specifying the left side. The scout's manicured fingers, polished with a sophisticated shade of brownish mauve, were actually touching my pages. She wore an emerald wedding ring in an old-fashioned setting. On the second page, she uttered a little humph of surprise, and I was dying to ask what, but was afraid of jinxing the proceedings. At last, she sat up even straighter, clacked the pages together, replaced them in the folder, and handed it back to me with a crisp sketch of a smile. Sorry, this isn't right for us, she said, but good luck. She was writing something in the notebook as the already invisible author of Windy Peaks shuffled out. I headed up the quad, back to gloomy, echoing Bynum Hall, where I was majoring in journalism.